Welcome back to Backseat Manter Carpool Edition. We're joined with very special guest, Jeff Rubin, co-founder of a up-and-coming sports media app called Sports Me. Um, he's a co-founder with Derek and also Ryan Hollins, someone that you guys may be very well familiar with. So thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here, and I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, man, we've been having so much fun on the app, uh, debating a bunch of different people, uh, small podcasts like ourselves, and also some yeah. big guys too. There's some a bunch of professional athletes on there. A uh, really great community that that's been fostered there so far. Uh, we've been having a really great time. Can you just very briefly describe uh, how that came to be? Um, so that more and more of our fans can get on there and start debating and having a great time like we've been. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, your fa it's all about you and your fans, right? And so they've heard you, they love you, they listen to you, they're loyal to you, they love hearing you guys talk sports, but they've been in the background and they haven't been able to participate. The backseat, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> and so what sports me essentially does is it allows creators to bring their audience and participate in a way they've never been able to while also creating just dope content together mm -hmm. really like shareable um digital conversational um video that you can share with your audience and you can loop them into your world while also doing your show and we think that that's really cool we think that gives creators the ability to really um have more loyal you know, fans, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, there are so many podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. There are millions and millions and millions of creators. How do you separate yourself? And so we want to be a small piece of that pie. Um, and and sports, me does some, some other really awesome stuff too. But um, to your question, like that's really, um, you know, a really great thing that we've talked to a lot of creators on and they love it. So yeah, it's really fun too, because it's, it's a much different format than any other social media has. So podcasting is its own uh, can of worms, right? It's this long form conversation style. But then on sports me, it, it brings some of the best of social media, but then it enhances it one step forward, right? Because you can't hide behind uh, an anonymous profile picture. You're you, you show your face, you talk, and you have genuine conversations with people. Yep. Uh, so it, it's been a really fun time. Uh, I've had a great uh, time. I've had a blast. Uh, and the the core of sports me is those battles it, for anyone that doesn't know the, the format is one person poses a question and then you can just reply and start debating on what you think so everything from who's the greatest of all time the you know the generic questions to then the more niche questions uh that get really specific uh potential trades all sorts of stuff uh what have been some of your favorite battles throughout the uh the time that you get ha guys have been online I mean, honestly, the best, well, before I even answer that, I think some of the best part is sometimes people just like drop like a crazy fact that they're so biased towards. And it's like, wow, like this dude just said X, right? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. And you're like, oh, I have to chime in. Like, it's really <laughs> fun that way. Um, there have been so many just like fun battles. To me, like every battle is fun because it's mm -hmm. they're so dynamic and kind of interactive and engaging, right? But to me, um, we did this one. We do a thing called the topic of the day. Mm -hmm. Um we did it and we were kind of running it. And then all of a sudden it took a mind of its own and people are just doing it themselves every day, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, so now no one really knows what the topic of the day is. There's like mm -hmm. six or seven flying around and that's awesome. Um, and also scary that people loved it so much because um, it was just kind of like a 
random idea, but it, it worked out so well. People really like it. Um, and, um, and I felt, I think too, kind of, if you joined that, you knew that you were kind of empowered to be front and center in front of mm -hmm. everybody. Cause that was always the first battle of the day. Right. Um, topic of the day. But, um, the one that I could think of that was my favorite was the Jake Paul battle. Um, this <laughs> is this before or after? Before and after what? Before or after uh, the Nate Robinson fight? Um, so after. I, okay. It was after. And I think the question that we posed was actually the first topic of the day. Funny enough, it was the first topic mm -hmm. of the day. I just realized that. And um, it was is is jake paul changing the entire fabric mm -hmm. of boxing and my take was you better believe it because they are getting if you're thinking about an we live in a digital age and if you mm -hmm. can have an impression based um like a monster monster um go ahead from someone else like <laughs> i mean the the, the 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 eyeballs that he generated on boxing i think was like a hundred million more than what anyone else was doing. Mm -hmm. And those are substantial numbers. And so how do you bring more people into boxing? I mean, Jake Paul is literally doing that while winning and giving everyone entertainment based time. Mm -hmm. um, he's changing the game. He's literally changing the game. Yeah. And it's kind of wild to think about it because when that was first announced that he was fighting at a semi-professional level against a former uh, NBA star, uh, if you could call it that anymore, <laughs> in yeah. Nate Robinson, um, people laughed. They were like, all right, this guy's going to get shown up. He's not a professional athlete. He doesn't train like that. He's not built like that. Yeah. And he really performed. And that's, I think, the the added cherry on top. It's not just that he brought the eyeballs. It's that he performed. And that became a meme instantly. And th that's really good, I think, for the sport. Now, some people could take it too far, right? If everyone just starts challenging everybody and it's just ridiculous, it, it kind of makes a, a mockery of the sport. But when it's done the way that he did it, where it was a matchup that is realistic, I know now he's trying to fight Floyd or McGregor, uh, one, one of those guys that's, uh, I don't know, that one might be out of your, your pay grade, well, buddy. You saw, you saw what he said, right, with mm -hmm. McGregor. He was going to give him 50. Fifty million, and then he went down to ten thousand, which is like mm -hmm. McGregor must be thinking to himself, like "fuck me," like <laughs> I fucked yeah. up there. Yeah, I, I mean, it's all for show. We know McGregor is more than happy, uh, just sitting and taking the money he already had and sitting yeah. on that pile yeah. of cash. <laughs> would you, would if you were McGregor, would you have done it? Well, fight Jake Paul. Yeah, I feel like it's a lose lose, right? Because if you win, then who cares? You just beat up some YouTuber. And then if you lose, you're a meme. Yeah, but either way, you're getting $50 million. True. And so I mean, in I my guess mind, so. In my mind, honestly, one night of fighting some dude who I think I have a very high percentage of mm -hmm. beating, that's like a win. I, I just think it's a win no matter what. I, no matter what, I get $50 million. If yeah, that was it's the easiest number, money. Unfortunately, that number is a little bit down now. I feel like what it doing? currently is, is all Jake Paul had to offer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think he had that that uh, money to offer in the first place. Uh, so it was just for fun and games. And that that's really... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you were saying? Oh, no, nothing. Uh, I, I was saying that it's... This is kind of the heart of sports me. I know we were just having a conversation about the app and it just instantly turned into here's a topic go 
right? Yeah. And, and that, that's what was really fun um, about the app that I love so much. There's a lot of personalities on there. Uh, and there's some, some beef on there as well. There, there's always yeah. a story. There's always some drama. It seems like sports me became a sport of its own. Uh, can, can you talk about some of the fun rivalries, especially recently? There have been some really fun stuff going on in the past uh, few weeks on the app. I mean, you know what? The only thing I can say is it's just fun to go in there, just watch people ask questions, talk some shit. Honestly, and sometimes it gets deep and it's funny and it's entertaining and it's fun and anyone can take part. Sometimes you don't want to because you might get destroyed by a few people and that's total <laughs> fun. Um, I've been destroyed. I got destroyed yesterday, today, when my Celtics lost and I got it from Hugh Hefner. Um I got it, and that's I love it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, no, it, it is it is fun. Then you see new people join, new creators, um, and podcasters join, and they kind of get into it, and they find themselves going in daily. And it's like I'm glad that they're really having fun. And uh, mm-hmm. for us, honestly, and, and just just you know, just because we're talking about it, um, it's all been about the community. Like every single mm-hmm. thing that like we're focused on outside of building is literally this community um, in building the things we want to build anyway off of the data and off of this group and the things that we see people love and the things that we see people don't love, we slide them off or maybe we get rid of them. And so like, we've made it cleaner. We have a lot of things coming, which, you know, um, which we're, Mm -hmm. we're super excited about just to empower creators, give them so many abilities to do different things, whether it's monetization, whether it's distribution, um, or closer action to athletes and influencers mm-hmm. and stuff uh, and, and other podcasters really. And it, it, it's just, to me, what I've loved about this community is the best dopest community ever. Right. Is um, people become friends, but also mm-hmm. like they really like they can connect and, um, and they're connecting off of sports me, which is really like most companies would say like, Oh, fuck that. Like we want to keep everyone. Right. But we <laughs> honestly, we don't care. Like we don't care. Um, we're a small, all piece of the pie that we think creators and fans will want to go to and sports fans um, mm-hmm. and partners, which would be awesome for, for creators. Um, a lot of that stuff coming soon. And um, it's just, a, it's just fun to see people kind of meet each other, connect mm-hmm. for the first time, having randomly seen each other across different social mediums, social mediums, but not real to create together. Um, and um, we also just the last thing is we also hope that like, if someone wasn't a creator or a podcaster or wanted to be, and there was a barrier where you couldn't do that, or you, you thought it was too hard, you'll never make money, you'll never get distribution, who's going to follow me, who's going to listen. Um, it's, it's just easy for them to just start, like, literally just start creating con- content. It, yeah, and I, I mean, that's one thing that we really enjoyed. It was another great outlet for us. But another thing that's really fun, and you mentioned this, is that not every person that builds an app is so active on it, like you and Derek are. Uh, and that puts you guys out there. Um, it really sets you apart, but also it makes you guys targets, uh, right? It makes yep. you targets on the app. People love going at you guys specifically because they know that you'll see it and they know that you'll probably respond to it, right? Uh, and yep. <laughs> you guys do not make your affiliations a secret. Everyone knows that you're the Celtics guy on the app. Uh, how has uh, the, the team been doing? What, how do you feel about uh, the Celtics? That, you know, you bring up two amazing points that um, that you're right. And, and we'll start with the Celtics. Um, 
they look good. Do I think that they're a title contender? Like, yes, but I think that the chances of them winning, not that they can't beat any of those teams. I think they totally can. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm not sure enough of a percent like, but I'm not really sure if that makes sense. I think like they have two stellar studs in, um, in Tatum and Brown. Brown is an emerging superstar, so you can't knock that. Kemba is Kemba. He's great. We love him. Look what he does. Forget about that he's tall. You know, he's not the best defender. We know that, but we have a great system. Brad is a great coach. Marcus Smart is a monster. I don't know if people outside of Boston recognize how <laughs> fucking amazing Marcus Smart is and how clutch he is. I know his shooting percentages isn't high, but like as a clutch player who makes the right play, like Marcus is amazing. Um, you know, but we need Peyton Pritchard has been good. The bigs are like playing fine, but we need to we need to get something at the trade deadline. And I really hope that Danny Ainge is going to, because I think we're something away from being a really legit, like, holy shit, we can win the title. If we make mm-hmm. one of those trades and we have $35 million, tw- I'm sorry, $28 million to, to trade. And I know yeah, that the on- exemption, right. From the Gordon Hayward yeah, the, stuff. The TPE, and I know that they're not just going to like, you know, toss it away and get, some value they're gonna wait but Mm -hmm. i really think that time is now the nba like the lakers are beatable the lakers are beatable and uh, every team is beatable i mean you can't even bet on the nba because you have no idea what you literally talking to alex monaco about this you can't even bet on the nba Mm -hmm. because every game you have no idea what's gonna happen well yeah we've saw (laughs) we've seen the cleveland cavaliers beat the the superstar ridden Brooklyn Nets. Uh, it was plus nine. They were plus nine one game and they won. Imagine mm-hmm. the the money line. If you had taken the money line, the odds, the return you would have had on DraftKings, that would have been mm-hmm. that would have been that would have been tight. Um, that would have been so tight. But yeah, um, and I, that's what I love so much about the league right now. It's no longer what it was just one you know, short era ago when the Golden State Warriors were running the show. And yeah, sure, you could bet on regular season games, but once come playoff time, you know, you know what's going to happen. Unless they get hurt, like what happened in 2019, they were just going to run the show. Right now, it does seem like there's a lot of parity in the league. Um, It seems like as another fan of a rival Eastern Conference team, we see what's yep. going on at the top of the East, right? And by the top, I mean the the Bucks who got better over the offseason, the Nets who got better. I know you have some thoughts about the Brooklyn Nets, uh, but they undoubtedly got better <laughs> from last they year. Got, they definitely got better. Yeah, and then the Sixers look like they're actually performing like we thought they could. Uh, ben Simmons is, I mean, he's not really expanding his game, because he hasn't done that since his rookie year, but he's playing within the system better than he used to. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid is putting up MVP numbers so far. I'm kind of upset because when we did our NBA hot takes, Jonathan said that Embiid is going to put up an MVP type season. Uh, and I wasn't even there for that episode, but I would have laughed at him if I was. <laughs> and it seems like uh, it's happening. I don't know if he'll win it, but he it's happening. Look, Joe has a skill. He's, I've said it, he's the best center in the NBA, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. But the problem has been, and you talk about Philly as a Eastern Conference com, you know, a competitive team, um, in the past, Duck Rivers has done a really great job this season of bringing it together and harnessing the people that the, the mm-hmm. resources they have. Um, in the past, it's, it's Joe never got the ball. He didn't get the ball in situations. He, they played against the Celtics, and in overtime, 
He touched the ball once. Mm -hmm. He literally touched the ball once on offense in overtime MVP. And the problem is he has great players around him, but they all stand in literally the same fucking spot, the Mm -hmm. same spot. Even last night, him and Joe, him and him and Simmons are all over each other. When, when, when Simmons goes to the hole, (laughs) Joel is standing right there. And like, it looks like a pick, but it's not a pick. And you're like, okay, this is a little awkward because they're being awkward right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And you feel for Joe because he's like, get the hell out of my way. Just give me the ball. It could be a triple team and I'll score. He is so big. Um, Yeah, he he is that dominant of a guy, right? And... (laughs) I know this has been something that's been debated on uh, TV shows and also on Sports Me itself, but the pre- prevailing theory is that they will never win a chip together. Do you subscribe to that theory? I mean, I definitely they, – they're not going to win a chip together because unless – unless I mean, even with Tobias Harris, who's a great player, he still fits that mold of like standing in kind of the same mm-hmm. spot because he likes to go back – he likes to be back to the basket to score those buckets against smaller defenders, um, right? But he just like mm-hmm. those those two together, they just it doesn't work. And I've talked about balance, which is the only reason I don't like the Nets is balance, balance, mm-hmm. balance, 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 balance. Yeah. Obviously, three of the best ten players in the NBA, but balance, balance, balance. Um, but but um, but yeah, to your point earlier, um, it's funny, you know, not a lot of people talk about Derek and I being out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, again, for me, um, for us, it truly has been about the culture we're building in the, in the, in the community. And um, we, we, you know, we really built this for ourselves and thought other people would enjoy it. Um, so we get on because we love it equally as much as um, people on SportsMe who, who also love it. And it's become a part of their lives on a daily basis. Um, and people that, that watch and listen to them and then partake. Um, you know, we love it and we, and we're building it for ourselves and, and we're so happy that so many people love it. Um, and it, it's been growing and we have, you know, again, it's like, we have a lot coming, but for us, like, I love, um, I love being in front of mm-hmm. everyone. Right. I love, you know, I, and I don't, I, people can come at me all they want. I can take it. Like, I love it. Obviously we, you know, we keep it, um, sports me appropriate and some, you know, but like nothing ever happens on the app. Everyone is so cool. And, and just community oriented um everyone loves the community and wants it to expand and um i love uh i love being kind of like the the at the forefront of all of that you know mm-hmm. it makes me realize that like you know we've truly built like a special community where like um you know people have become such great friends i've met so many amazing creators who are now friends right and mm-hmm. i'm glad that like that um that us being in the app and 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 uh, is helpful because we love it you know we love it we love it so much yeah and, i uh, think it really captured uh what talking about sports is like in, in person like with your buddies but now it's just letting you do that with so many more people and i'm sure that when people first get on it sometimes might seem intimidating it seems like it, everyone knows each other and you you feel like an outsider but it's so quick to just get involved because i remember when we got on and I posted my first battle and in the comments, I think I had like seven people just be like, welcome to sports. Me. They didn't even reply to the battle. They just welcomed me to the app. And uh, that that's a culture that I don't think very many social medias have. There's a lot of toxicity yeah. on a lot of apps, but then it sports me. And we go hard when we debate. Yeah. 
I mean, look, people go at each other, but there's, you know, again, are we going to be able to keep up the community like this forever? Like, no, mm-hmm. not, you know, when there's thousands and millions of people on the platform, um, or a billion, um, uh, and that, um, uh, we have some, we have controls coming in place that we're building, um, mm-hmm. right now they're not in place. So we think we can control it, but you can't stop everyone. Right. And, 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 um, whether that's a sign of success, whether that's a sign of, uh, the community has really adopted this, this, um, you know, uh, this, uh, additive form of con- uh, content consumption or participation, um, which is the key the participation, um, you know, it, uh, it's definitely been fun to watch some people go at each other. I'll, oh, I'll yeah. tell you that. And, um, and, um, so I'm excited for new creators to kind of, um, see how it is and, you know, and, and be open and everyone has fun. And like, doesn't matter if you're brand new, like you can literally hop in and everyone is like, yo, what up? Like mm-hmm. we've been homies forever. So. Yeah. And you, keep calling the users creators. And I know not everybody on the app runs a show like we do. And I think that the app really makes everybody that participates a creator in some way, right? Because if you're responding to battles, you are recording a video of yourself talking about sport. And that is in in essence, that is creating content, whether you think it is or not, uh, that is. And it's different, I think, than, for example, when you write out a tweet or when you post a picture on Instagram, because there the line there is a blurry of whether that's content or not, how many, how much of your opinion is actually going into that, whatever, right? It takes, a, it's not as easy as it would sound to talk about sports coherently in such a short time block and actually get your point across and have a normal debate with another person and not just look like a, a sucker when you're doing that, right? And it's crazy how a lot of people have really grasped onto that and really shown their personalities, their everything on the app. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, it's been, you know, it's been, it's been awesome to watch. Um, and, and, I, and I think people have really adopted um, that the fact that like sports me can be like, you know, people want to, you know, people, you know, we, we thought people would just love talking about sports together. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's that one topic where like, every single moment we're kind of thinking about you know sports or, or mm-hmm. in some and, and um you know and, and why i say creator is because everyone you know everyone's creating cool stuff together right They're, you know we're mm-hmm. talking about the thing that we love you know which has never been um so easy and convenient and and, and um and coordinated if you will with mm-hmm. the different thread of of people um on it um but you know it, you know the thing that we learned from talking to you from talking to others is just um collaboration is so hard and so mm-hmm. burdensome at time people have jobs people are busy um this is like you can collaborate with like 40 people in like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> that that's very you true you can literally search out your collaboration and um mm-hmm. it's just there it's just there and um we think that is dope and we think that people really like that and um um it's funny you know i i like i get like these push notifications and um it's uh you know it's like fun battle topic coming up left and right and i love i love seeing them and um even like the craziest topics people fucking talk about and mm-hmm. i'm just like oh interesting that's actually a really good like someone today did start bench cut um mm-hmm. steve nash gary payton and uh, 
Did you did you do that one? No, I actually today I was uh, in radio silence. I was just swamped with work and other stuff. So who but would you, who would you pick in that scenario? Okay, so we have Gary Payton, Steve Nash, and CP3. Yep. Start bench. All right. Uh, I would start the glove. I would bench. Let me think. <laughs> uh, I would bench CP3, and I would cut Nash. Uh, start Gary Payton. He's the only champ on the list. Uh, he won with my Miami Heat, so maybe I'm a little biased there. Uh, but in 2006, he didn't really do much. He was riding the bench. Dwayne Wade was the one doing all of it. But when he was going toe-to-toe, if it wasn't for Michael Jordan, he would have been a champion maybe more than once. Uh, and he's the only guy on that list that plays like really solid defense. Uh, Steve Nash. Th- that's why Steve Nash didn't make the cut, because at least CB3 plays defense for his size. Yep. Right. Steve Nash doesn't play defense, so that's why he got the cut. And he was a great passer, but not really any different than CP3 was. Right. And then CB3 on the bench, because he's a floor general. When he's out on the court, he's an extension of the coach. Uh, I don't think he does enough on the defensive end to warrant the start. Um, but offensively, he's just, he runs the offense. As soon as he gets the ball, the offense becomes his. Uh, so that that's my order there. I, you know, I went the opposite. I went, um, I went the glove number one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I, I I saw five defensive player the five defensive all first mm-hmm. team like pretty good, <laughs> pretty pretty good. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to knock. He's like literally with the best guard defender ever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one of the best point guard guard defenders all time. Mm-hmm. You could argue he's the best guard defender all time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, definitely. He, you know, he to the NBA Finals. That team was um, him, Kemp. Um, uh, Schleft, 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 uh, you know, I'm shrimp. I remember my yeah, friends, we used to call him de- dead leg shrimp. And, um, and the rest of the team was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, at death. And, um, you know, and, um, they made it to the NBA finals in Jordan, the greatest ever was in their way. So like they, like you said, then I went Steve Nash. I think that his, um, I just think Steve Nash did a little bit more, made it to a little more Eastern Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. um, where CP3 had hadn't even been to this to the Conference Finals until with Houston, and he made it to two. And it just, you know, he he they should have beat the Warriors, and they didn't because he got injured, which sucks for him because mm-hmm. he they they could have won the title. They were really 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 good. Mm-hmm. They were they they could have won the title. And uh, Harden actually played well, but I think it was because the CP3 really, really helped them. And um, and uh, and then just – but Nash, I just feel like he's Hall of Fame. I mean, they're both Hall of Famers. They're all three Hall of Famers. Oh, Fame. yeah. Um, I just – I gave him the nod. I thought guys like playing with him a little more – I don't I don't know. I just – I kind of gave him the nod, better shooter. I think he averaged more, more assists, even though they both are crazy high. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, for me, it's also – this season, I think, really sh- – and last year, too, should really show people why CB3 is one of the best point guards to ever do it because – He definitely is. He lifted that Thunder team that was supposed to be a lottery team to a playoff berth, and not just as a eight seed, right? It's not just – they yep. got swept by the Lakers in the first round, right? They got all the way um, – I think they were a four or a five seed, something like that? Yeah, I, can't, I think so. Right, so and they won their their first round, right? They uh, something like that, right? Um, 
So he did that with that roster, right? Yep. And now he's in Phoenix, and that team is overperforming everyone's expectations. So it seems like he's a winner, even though he's never won the the highest award. He's never won a chip. He's a winner wherever he goes. He elevates his teams differently, and maybe it's just circumstance that Nash yeah, has never the, really. The, the knock, the knock on CP3 that I've heard again. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. I'm not in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I rely on sports media, which always bullshits everyone, right? Which is <laughs> It, it, all they do is bullshit everyone. They give everyone a bad name, right? Um, this, like, creators, right? They they make it a bad name. Um, I, 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 I said he just, like, the perception that I heard, I read mm-hmm. somewhere, was that guys didn't want to, didn't like playing with him because it's CP3, this, this, the uh, the CP3 way or the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no, and he won't back down and see, play his way. And um, I think guys are, you know, didn't, again, that's just what I heard. People didn't like that. And mm-hmm. like, uh, and so people had didn't, you know, were, you know, had trouble playing with him. But in, in, but again, like that can't be the excuse why he never made it to the to yeah. a conference final. I mean, that's what they said um, it about uh, Jimmy like Butler. Player. Uh, yeah, that's what like they said about Jimmy. And, you know, when he got a group of guys around him that bought in, we saw what happened last year that he went all the yeah. way to the finals. They were two games away yeah. from winning and that was without two of their top three players for most of the, the finals. He, he played so well. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Celtics fan, mm-hmm. you know, even though I think he got a little lucky, but you know, they won, they won and he took them to the NBA finals and mm-hmm. he, you know, he was never the man. He didn't force shots. Mm-hmm. He didn't say demand the ball. He played. And then when, when, when they needed him, he made big plays and he played tough D. Um, he's not the player he once was, but he's definitely still a great player. Mm-hmm. You know, not top, not top 10, but top 20. <laughs> okay. I think we could debate that one too, but this year think- he's been hurt uh, all year. So it's kind of overshadowing him a little bit. He hasn't had enough minutes this year to back up what he did last year in that finals run. But for a few games in those finals, he was the best player in the world. Right, he was overshadowing LeBron for a couple of those games. He definitely, uh, he definitely played well. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, he came back down to earth. There's only so much he can do. And LeBron and well, AD I mean, were too much. Everyone plays a little bit better when you're in the NBA Finals, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, you, you'd hope, right? You'd hope, that <laughs> you'd, a superstar, hope. you'd hope that an all-star would go to superstar just like one series or one mm-hmm. game. You know, you have it in you. Yeah, and one thing that you said earlier when we were talking about CP3 – that I want to bring back to sports me because it, it's such a unique platform. You don't know what it was like in the locker room, right? I don't know what it's like in these locker rooms. We're just some guys talking about sports, but there are some people on the app that do know what it's like because recently there has been a, an influx of either current or former professional athletes that are yeah. on there uh, that, that just talk about themselves that give their own opinions. They just join random battles and talk sports too. It's not just about themselves. It's about, whatever's going on in the sports world uh talk about that like what kind of an impact that's had what's coming in the future because those are the guys that that can answer those questions right because one of them might have played with whoever we're talking about they might have more of an insight uh they can dispel the rumors right uh they could be the end-all be-all authority on those stories you know we have some fun stuff coming with athletes Mm -hmm and creators and fans i can't divulge all of the all of it oh no there, there's got to be some some surprises right 
we are cooking <laughs> we are cooking up some cool stuff so i think people will really like it can't say too too much but i mean you kind of know what it is just offline mm-hmm. but um no we do have some fun things i think it will empower more people some better access some um fun conversations mm-hmm. if you will um with some cool people and that'll be that'll be dope so it'll be fun for everyone and collaboration has never looked so good yeah exactly and i i think it's been really fun uh whatever has already happened and i know that's just a sneak preview of what's coming in the future uh but it's been really cool uh just talking with these guys directly and i, I know that this platform yep. of of uh off sports me uh with, with the podcast we've been able to connect recently with some awesome guests so if you guys haven't seen those check it out but that's it, it's hard to describe how much work goes in behind the scenes to get that to happen um when these guys are willingly coming in and just talking about the games they love to play it, it makes it a, a much simpler and much more uh calm and unique experience too yeah for sure right while it was so dope to have wiley on the app mm-hmm. he's literally playing in the super bowl in like a week and a half how mm-hmm. many you know how many people get to talk to a guy who's gonna play in the super bowl in like a week mm-hmm. that was pretty fun right oh uh, maybe without uh hurting his feelings a little too much if you pick the other team but what, what's your prediction so i've been thinking about this because i plan to bet on the game a lot. Oh, okay not a lot of money but a lot of bets mm-hmm. little money a lot of bets makes it more fun spread it around um you know you do a few parlays and you can win some money even <laughs> with no money down uh, i'm torn because I'm, I'm a patriots fan so for 20 years mm-hmm. i knew i knew that one guy would come back, find a way to win, to cover, to win the game, to just make crazy plays that no one else could ever make. And um, that's what I felt for 20 years, like this loyal dying sensation that he was going to make the play. Mm-hmm. But I also know that the Chiefs are probably going to win by 10 and they're much better on both sides of the ball. They're playing great. Mm-hmm. They had experience and Mahomes is playing well. Lights out. Wiley's best guard in football, and um, that front line is killing it. You know, um, Ceh is running all day, and um, I, I, I just, you know what? I just think that they're too, you know, they're too much. But again, the Bucks have a great team. The spread is three. Is um, is uh, uh, Chiefs giving three? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of want to go. I don't know. Like, I kind of want to go Chiefs and in the over under. Let me just check right now while we're talking about it. Let me tell you, let's go to the latest lines. I wonder if it's changed at all. I think it was 56. Um, 56 when I am. Um... Yeah, I think while you're looking for that, um, oh, you, mentioned, right here. you mentioned Wiley, who's on the offensive line. Is he available for the Chiefs for the Super Bowl? Yeah. He's like the only lineman that, that's starting that's actually available for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, didn't who got injured in the oh, last game? I don't. I think they only have like one or two starters left on the offensive line. Really? Yeah, they're, they're thin right now. Uh, in starters, obviously they have the backup guys. Their job is to come in there and fill in for injuries. But uh, they've had some like bad injuries in the last few weeks. I don't know how many of them are actually ready to go. Eric Fisher is the one that just got hurt um, last game. But I'm looking right now. It's there's. Let, let me see. Uh, yeah, I'm looking right now too. Even even Wiley was limited practice according to the the official injury report. But um, 
Yeah, we'll it doesn't see. say out or not. Oh, Sneed is concussion. Mm-hmm. Eric Fisher and Achilles, he's out, I think. Oh, yeah. He's the only one where you could probably guarantee he's not playing. Who's out for the Bucks? Antonio um, Brown is out. I mean, Mike Evans yeah, was have, limited, but... Some, I know. They have some injuries, too. Chris Godwin is hip, hip and quad. Like, they get some injuries, too. Yeah, he went through a full practice, but he's... Uh, I think no one gets this far without being all banged up, right? No, the, the spread is still three and then 56 and a half. So, um, I, I... 57 points is a lot of points. That means the mm-hmm. game is going to be like... A shootout. 30, 35 to what 27 like what do you think do you think it's gonna get that high but last seat last year last year were two crazy offenses and they went under this the over under was 56 ish and they scored like 46 45 or something like that um that's a lot of points what do you i mean i think the difference is that the 49ers were the best defense in football so they were really able to slow the game down Right. Whereas this year, neither the Chiefs nor the the Bucks really have one of the best defense. The Bucks have a great run defense, but the Chiefs don't really rely on that, so it doesn't. That kind of no. is a moot point. Um, you know what? I think it's going to go over, and it's fun to cheer for the over. Yeah, the it should go over, right? I don't really bet on sports um, too much because uh, in <laughs> Florida the laws are weird. I'm not sure what's legal and what's not legal, so I just stay away from it. But oh, it's it's not open in Florida yet. There, it's a gray area. It's done through like the lottery system, uh, and that department controls it. And I don't know what's even available or not, so just stay away. Oh from man, it. New Hampshire, God bless. We have kings because it's one of the few states that likes getting money. <laughs> so <laughs> they literally get so much money just from other people, people making sports bets. Idiots, mm-hmm. every state, idiots. Like who the fuck cares? It's 2021. Like. Mm-hmm. Let people bet on sports. Who cares? It's worse things in the world. Yeah, I mean, like better than going to Robin Hood and getting money. Do you hear about that Robin Hood? Stuff? Oh, dude, with the GameStop stock and all that. Like, oh, that's that's a whole can of worms. I don't know yep. too much about the market, so I can't really comment. But from what I've seen, that's just that's hilarious. I don't know enough about it, but I know a lot of people lost a lot of money and a lot of people made a lot of money. Um, and I'll tell you. A lot of Robin Hood. No one is going to use that shit anymore. Yeah. Uh, what a bad what a bad reputation to have. They're losing they're losing people money by helping rich people, like super yeah. rich people. Now this isn't financial advice by any means. Don't come for us. But <laughs> um, yep. yeah, that that did that did happen. You're right. Um, so much easier if they just let people bet on sports. No one would even bat an eye on the stock market. They would just talk about sports right yeah you know you have fun there you know it's a gamble you have a good time um i I would if i were betting i would go for the over just because it seems more fun to to root for uh that's not a smart way would you take would would you take chiefs at uh giving three well what does that mean so they have to win by more than three so they have to win by four Okay, if they so have three, you, three. you get your money back. And if they lose by two or one or they lose, mm-hmm. you lose money. Man, if any team wins, it's going to be by more than three. I don't think it's going to be decided on a field goal. These are such high-powered offenses. Well, it's, what's the final score ladder? 
last year. Let me look that up for you. Um, Super Bowl, what, what was it? Uh, 54. It was 2031. So it was the, the Chiefs won by 11. Yeah. And that was against the best defense in football, man. Does it say what the spread was? Oh, I could probably find that. I'd be curious to know what that was. So the spread, it's showing for the current Super Bowl here. Um, last no, minute okay. spread. What about last year's? Spread? Yeah, last year's spread was four and a half, four or three and a half. Um, it's explaining the spread, but I just want to see what it is. <laughs> Don't give me an explanation. Okay, uh, one point five point betting favorites, Chiefs. That was it. One point one and a half. Yeah. Oh, I took that bet all day. I made so much money that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, it ended as 11. And that's with the 49ers jumping out to that hot start and the Chiefs having to claw back into the game. Yep. Um, and that went under? What was the total? Yeah. Do you remember? That was 51. I think it was 54 and a half or 55 and a half, 56, something like mm. that. And it ended at 57. No, 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 wait, not 57. 51. 51. 51. Yeah, I was looking at a different score for a different game, but yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, again, I, I'm very, I, I, I'm a noob to sports betting. I don't know too much about. Even if you don't do a lot of it, it's fun to talk about for sure. Oh, it is. I, I mean, that's kind of what we do on the show. We just make predictions. We just don't put our money where our mouth is. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, it's just but, predictions at that point, but with the spread. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I would bet more like a what I want to see happen, though. And that's not a smart way of doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I just want it to go yeah. over because I would make for a more fun game. But that might not be <laughs> what's more likely to happen to, to win your money on. Um, yep. But now let, let's go back. I think there's a few more uh, topics that we could talk about. Um, you said the the craziest battles have been – um, on those topic of the days, the, the Jake Paul stuff. Do you remember anything where you said something and then you were like, okay, yeah, I was just so wrong. Like, <laughs> do, do you regret any of your... Um... I mean, a lot of shit that I say that is wrong for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of the fun. Um, I can't think of anything specific, but I'm mm-hmm. sure there's like half of the stuff I say is probably wrong. Totally yeah, because I know a lot of people, a lot of people keep receipts on sports me they they remember what you said six months ago and they bring it back up they're like no 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 no. you did not predict that you're the opposite um crazy but but that's so fun on the app because people remember that means they actually cared enough to listen the first time that you said something right uh so even when that happens you you know that that you got them well i think we're gonna make it i think we're gonna make that a lot easier too um we're going to make that a feature that'll be a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're whipping up some cool stuff right there, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of really awesome things going on. So check us out on sports. Me we're on there. Uh, we're, we're, we try to be very active when we're not recording and when we're not in worker classes or anything. I'm on sports. Me, Jonathan's on sports. Me. He couldn't make it today, but um, again, okay. when I, I'm sure by the time that we were done recording this, he posted something on that app. So, I'm sure. um, but anyways, it's been really fun uh, yeah, man, great conversation. Uh, and I'm sure 
I'll be talking to you on sports me in a few minutes. But oh, for sure. <laughs> drop that drop that battle. That's a good that's a good uh there's some really good battles right now going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed, leave a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. You know the drill. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, um, and follow us on our socials at backseat.banter on Instagram and at bbpodofficial on Twitter. Uh, it's been great, Jeff. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next time. All right. Thanks for having me. Peace, guys.